Welcome to the Checkpoint Charlie podcast. I'm your host, Charlie James. Give us a like, a share, a download, a thumbs up, whatever you do with your podcast, thingamabobs. And while you're at it, make sure you tune in each weekday, 3 to 7, to News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. For the Charlie James show, I would appreciate that as well. Have you noticed something? Have you noticed something lately? The Democrats are being extremely quiet these days. Yes, yes, yes. They'll come out every now and again and they will make a comment about Ukraine. They'll make a comment about Israel. Maybe Hakeem Jeffries will come out and give some scathing comment about Matt Gates and the Republicans. But other than that, they sneak back into their little hidey holes and they turn on MSNBC and they watch Joy Reid and they are right now afraid to upset the apple cart. Because you see, the Republicans, and this has been a long time coming. I mean, it has been a long time coming. The Republicans are going through a few growing pains right now. Now, this happens. I believe it's healthy. I really do. I believe that what the Republicans are going through at this particular point in time is a healthy thing. So Matt Gates, uh, Nancy Mace, <clears throat> excuse me, and six others got together and they ousted Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House. Okay. And we explained this to you in yesterday's podcast. Uh, he deserved to be ousted. He made promises that he did not keep. So then they are now trying to get Jim Jordan in as Speaker of the House. And there are a lot of people that voted against Jim Jordan today. Today is Tuesday. 20 Republicans voted against Jim Jordan for Speaker of the House. 20 of them. Would you like their names? Oh, of course you would. Here we go. Bacon, Buck, Chavez, Desposito, Diaz-Balter, Elzi, Garbino, Jimenez, Gonzalez, Granger, James, Kelly, Kiggins, Lalota, LaMalfa, Lawler, Rutherford, Simpson, Sparts, Womack. And we even heard a couple of nights ago that Womack was going to vote for Jim Jordan. However, she did not do that during the first round of, uh, of voting. So what was that all about? What, I mean, what exactly is this all about? Well, you got to go back and remember that Kevin McCarthy, it took him five rounds to become Speaker of the House, five different ballots before he got the gavel. What do you think was going on in between the first and the fifth ballot. Negotiations were going on. Promises were being made. Deals were being worked out. You see, it wasn't about electing a Speaker of the House for what's good of the country. It's what was good for the individual members of Congress. All of these people, I will guarantee you, had some sort of an agreement with Kevin McCarthy that when he got boosted as, uh, from the leadership role, the Speaker's role, those deals just went away. And that's why they are very, very upset, because they thought they had worked out some sort of a deal that was going to be in their favor from the new Speaker of the House. So that's what was going on. And that's exactly what is going on right now 
with, with, with Jim Jordan. These people, especially these 20, have gotten together and decided that they wanted their deals renegotiated with Jim Jordan so they wouldn't miss out on whatever the hell it is they think they're missing out on, you see. Politics makes strange bedfellows. It makes even stranger enemies in Washington, D.C. It's a wicked little town. So remember, when they're saying that they either don't like McCar- or don't like Jim Jordan or they don't like Gates, what they're really saying is they got slighted by the great eight, as I call them. They got slighted. They had their deals wrapped up. And by golly, you did away with this sweetheart deal that I had gotten from Kevin McCarthy. So now they're having to renegotiate, like I said, with Jim Jordan. We will see how Jordan goes along with this. But there's, I mean, if you even listen to these people talk, listen to these people talk. There's a, 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 a Congressman Buck. Listen to what he said about voting for um, Tom Emmer for Speaker of the House. Yeah, Ken Buck voted for Tom Emmer for Speaker of the House. Listen to what he said. My first question is, do you really want Tom Emmer to be Speaker? No, I don't. I don't like Tom Emmer. I figured this would be the worst job in America. Mike Rowe would not want to do this for his TV show. This is a terrible job. Okay, so just to underscore that. You voted for somebody because you don't like them. I, I voted for somebody because I wasn't going to vote for Jim. Yeah. He voted for a guy that he didn't like. And I guess, so it's, it's really got nothing to do much with personalities. It's got more to do with promises. That's what we're looking at right now. And the Democrats are more than happy to watch this happen. And they are gleefully just sitting back and letting it unfold before the American people. And you know what? I'm, for one, am okay with that. I'm okay with the Democrats sitting back and watching because, folks, they've got something coming as well. They were very much able to, with the Bernie Sanders and the Ilhan Omars and the Rashida Tlaibs and, and, and all of the members of the squad, even Cory Booker, they were able to keep their radicals at bay. And they did that more, more to, to, to really uh, Bernie Sanders than anybody else. I mean, that's the whole reason that Joe Biden is, is president of the United States right now. Wink, wink. Because they didn't want, they did not want Bernie Sanders to win the nomination. So that's why it was unbelievably important for Jim Clyburn here in South Carolina to endorse Joe Biden. And then when Joe, because Joe Biden's campaign was absolutely floundering and it was going nowhere, nowhere. And then all of a sudden, out of the, the, the blue, a deal was worked with Jim Clyburn. We still don't know what that was to endorse Joe Biden here in South Carolina in the first in the South primary. And then everything started to steamroll for Joe Biden. And eventually he became the nominee. They had to keep Bernie Sanders at bay, just like they had to keep Bernie Sanders at bay when he was uh, running for president against Hillary Clinton. Remember the whole super delegate thing that they snuck in there on Bernie Sanders? Yeah, that's what they had to do. So the Democrats have also had their growing pains, just like the Republicans are going through now. But I think the, 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 uh, the growing pains that the Republicans are going through are not, are not just going to be temporary. I think what we are seeing, hopefully, fingers crossed, we are seeing an even greater shift 
to the right of the Republican Party, which is exactly where it needs to be. I was listening uh, to a news report today, and they said, oh, that the members of the Republican caucus are are looking for someone who is uh, willing to negotiate and and work deals with Democrats and and someone who will will, uh, appeal to middle America. Let me tell you something. Whoever that news anchor was knows nothing about middle America. They absolutely know zip about middle America because middle America is far more right than these clowns in Washington, D.C. They really are. Middle America, they want a good, stable economy. Middle America wants secure borders. Middle America wants not to be taxed to death. Middle America wants to be left the hell alone by Washington, D.C. But yet the folks in Washington, they just can't keep out of middle America's lives. Middle America doesn't want 87,000 new IRS agents, heavily armed IRS agents, by the way. That's not what middle America wants. Middle America does not want to be considered domestic terrorist by the FBI. Middle America just wants to be, like I said, left alone. Get out of their lives. Let them go to work, pay their bills, raise their families. Let them be able to protect their families. Let them have enough money to have a nest egg so that their family has some security. But these folks on the left, they don't want that. They don't want that at all. And neither do the middle of the road Republicans. They don't want it either. So that news anchor said, we've got to find, they want to find somebody that's willing to work with the Democrats. Let me tell you something. I do not want a Chamberlain Republican as Speaker of the House. I want a Churchill Republican. I don't want a Republican like Churchill that promises peace in our time with the Nazis. I don't want that. I want a Churchill Republican who says, we shall fight in France. We shall fight on the seas and oceans. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We will never surrender. That's the Republican I want. That's the guy that I want as Speaker of the House. That's, in fact, that's the guy that I want in the White House. Somebody that refuses to acquiesce and roll over to the Democrats. The Democrats do not have our best interest at heart. They never have and they never will. So why would you want to work with these people? Why would you want to work with a party of abortion on demand? Why would you want to work with a party of open borders and crashing the economy and woke and equity and and, uh, diversity, equity and inclusion? Why would you want to work with people who want to absolutely destroy the foundations that this country was built on? Those are the people you want to deal with. Those are the people that you want to bump fist and slap on the back like Lindsey Graham did with Kamala Harris after the election. Those are the people you want to work with. Well, I got a surprise for you. They don't want to work with you. They do not. They want to destroy you. All you got to do is ask Mitt Romney. 
when Harry Reid lied about Mitt Romney's tax uh, return, saying that Mitt Romney hadn't paid taxes in 15 years. And then when it was found out that, yes, Mitt Romney had paid his taxes, what was Harry Reid's response after the election? Well, it worked, didn't it? Win at all costs. That's the Democrats' motto, and it should be the Republicans' motto. If you can find a Democrat with a fault, you need to take him down. Him or her, it doesn't matter. You need to go after Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and Jim Biden and Frank Biden and Haley Biden and Jill Biden and all of the Bidens in the Biden crime family until they sweat at breakfast. That's what Republicans need to do. And they need to never, like Churchill said, never surrender. But surrender has been all too often de rigueur for the Republican Party. You can go back to John Boehner. You can look at Paul Ryan. You can even look more recently at Kevin McCarthy as far as the the debt ceiling increase and the continuing resolution that not one single, one single shot was fired. Oh, yes. Oh, there were concessions made, but they weren't really concessions. The only thing they got was a promise to reduce the rate of spending. Not the spending itself, the rate of spending, how much more we were going to spend. So that was a loss. But the Republicans are now saying, well, yeah, but we didn't lose by as much as we could have. Oh, my goodness. That's that's an absolute. If you had a if you had a football coach. They, that after the you know after the, uh, the the game was over and they lost, he said, "Well, we didn't lose as much as we could have." Ha ha ha! You would fire him immediately. This isn't. This is. I, I did a podcast yesterday about wartime conciliare. That's exactly what we need. Somebody that's going to get out and fight for what is right with this country. Because right now, Middle America, you're being hosed by Washington absolutely hosed. And I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, Independent, it doesn't matter. We are all being hosed equally. The only thing is the conservatives in this country, we're the ones that are standing up going, wait a minute, this is not the way this country is supposed to be. Our borders are not supposed to be open. They're supposed to be secure. Our, our, our economy is supposed to be a, 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 a machine that's rolling right along. But Joe Biden shut down our oil industry, which is something that he absolutely promised during his campaign, and that ground our economy to a halt. Housing starts right now are right about the same level they were in 2008, and I do believe we all remember what happened in 2008. It was not a good time for this country. So no, we don't need a Chamberlain. We need a Churchill. We need somebody who will fight and who will inspire the conservatives in the caucus. And maybe, maybe one day, maybe we can just imagine if we go through these growing pains and we learn from them smartly and wisely, we can get rid of some of these rhinos. We can get rid of some of these uh, panty-waisted, limp-wristed Republicans out there that just want to go along and get along. We need a Churchill. We need to fight in the seas and the oceans. We need to fight on the beaches. We need to fight on the landing grounds. We need to never surrender. 
This is the Checkpoint Charlie Podcast.